in high school, freshman year, I had a record. I had some record, but yeah. All right. What's up, y'all? I'm you your gave host. me like no context. You're like, I had a record. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Sensei NK. Back again with another video, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Shouts out to y'all. Wish me a happy birthday, you know? What are you talking about? It was like, you aren't using it for your whole body. Okay. Switch. Oh, shit. I dropped my keys. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, shouts out to y'all for saying happy birthday and stuff. Uh, this is a. Uh, impromptu episode we're outside six feet apart recording yeah yeah this is my first experience of actually social distancing same i haven't been outside my house since uh like march 18th and it is april 20 i should have just asked you because it's your birthday it's april 27th it has been like a month and a half since i've been outside a month and a half yeah well i mean like i've been outside for like 20 second increments but we don't oh yeah, yeah yeah never mind that sounds terrible. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm numb to, like, everything right now. Right. Sometimes. Really? I feel so much. I'm tired of it. I need, like, school so I can distract myself from things. I hate quarantine. We just be numb, baby. Mm-mm. I be feeling so much. And it's just like... What, what do you mean, numb? Yeah, like I'm doing too much. Oh, sorry. Hmm? What do you mean, numb? What do you mean? You say you feel numb? No, she said I feel numb. I said oh, I feel too much. You... That's a Rihanna song. Oh. <laughs> I miss Rihanna, but um, I miss her too. Why do you feel numb? Probably trauma. But now it's just like I usually I've been explaining this recently and thinking about this recently. Like I usually only feel emotions when it's one extreme or the other. Like I'm really angry, really happy, really sad. On God, I feel third. you. And when it's wow. anything in like the middle, I don't feel it at all. And so, like, usually because I would either get really annoyed from school, really sad from school, or hopefully really happy, that's when I would actually feel things. And I'd be, then that's, like, school was, like, the way I felt again. Oh, that sounded so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, reading, like, a psychologist thing on it today. I didn't mean to. Um, it just showed up on my Instagram feed. Get a hobby. Drawing titties. <laughs> like that's literally what I'd be drawing. Like if you look at my um sketchbooks, it's just like titties. Realism queen. Period. And like maybe a eye here and there. You know oh my god, I saw this tweet that was like, white girls always be drawing eyes in their notebook. <laughs> and I hate to admit that I am absolutely one of them. I've been perfecting that bitch. I'm like lashes. I never like. Oh, I, I felt really targeted, but <laughs> it's okay because. Bro, you need to go to Twitter. Twitter's huh? fucking hilarious. I'm okay. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> like I had a Twitter when I was in like eighth grade, and then I saw this random porn hop up on my timeline of these two people wearing horse masks, and I said, oh, "I will log now, out." Though. They're banning it now. Huh? They're banning porn on Twitter now. Mm. Aww. <laughs> okay so i'm looking up philosophical topics and they're all really stupid because it's like does racism exist philosophy oh oh um i was talking with my one friend right uh y'all know david shapiro is that the one like the one that justin lee schultz follows i'ma just say it I went through this big Republican phase freshman year, and I did I want to fuck David Shapiro? Yes. 
very much so. Wait, who's David Shapiro? He he goes and then he he debunks um like liberal ideologies at college campuses. At least that's what I used to watch. So he's like, wait, hold on. So like he's like the male version of Miss Gun Girl. Yeah, but Miss Gun Girl's stupid. Yeah, he's (laughs) like smart with it. Yeah, he's like actually like. So he's gonna make you think about the stupid shit. yeah. Yeah, like the thing is. He has a he has a law degree from Yale, so he actually is kind of cold with the debating shit. So, okay, um, they were like, uh, "Does racism still exist?" or some shit. These like are that. stupid questions. They're all stupid. Is death a new beginning? I don't want to talk about that. Like that's so like, that's like a first date question when the person's like, "I want to talk about UFOs." You don't like, like UFOs? Sure, but like it's oh, it's over now. At like point. no one wants to hear you talk about UFOs, bro. Shut up. Like, girl, what? Don't fuck her. What? <laughs> <laughs> you out here wanting to know if I believe in aliens? I don't believe in this relationship. Jesus. Oh and that's why you're lonely. <laughs> Yo, is Kim Jong Un really dead? Oh. I hope he's not dead. <laughs> But then again, that's because the only image of him that I have in my head is what I saw in the interview, and that's literally it. He has an interview? No, the movie, the interview. Oh, see, again, don't watch movies. Mm. Please start watching movies. I'm trying. What was the last movie? I I don't remember what the last movie I watched. That's going to take a minute. Is it like a hate for cinematography, or? I just can't focus. Okay, fair enough. Like, I will either sleep or I will, like, run around the room. Or, actually, the other thing is, when I do watch movies, I get really emotional. So, like, <laughs> y'all know the movie Kong? Continue. I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I cried in that mo- during that movie. I teared up. What well, movie is... What is it about? It's like, um, what's it called? Planet of the Apes, but modernized. Mm. And I cried. It was also my first date. <laughs> that I ever went on and I cried. <laughs> Damn, I gotta take this bitch home. She cried too much. <laughs> no, because then he wanted to see Get Out, but then my mom wouldn't let me. But then also, I thought it wouldn't be a good idea because then I thought he might stop liking me <laughs> because he's black and I'm white. And I was like, this is gonna be the end all be all. <laughs> Jordan Peele is gonna put a wedge through our relationship, and I'm scared. Have, do y'all do you know who uh dr umar is yeah. yes oh my god oh my god yes he is my favorite what he say thank you sister avanti for the ten dollars next time make it 20 but, but thank you for the ten dollars i know you barely had that so thank you sister he is a legend but he also like hates white people so i feel like he would be like fuck you for me telling him that he's a legend i don't know i've only seen him say things about like being like don't let white people near me and i'm like okay Six feet. <laughs> uh, speaking of losing focus. Oh, it's thank you, Sister Avanti. $10 on the cash app. Thank you. Passion. Memorizing lines. I do it 24-7. The grind never stops. Hustle. I wonder if my ADHD meds are wearing off. Nope, they wear off at 12. Yes? Speaking of ADHD, somebody... Huh? Tell me, tell me your story with that. What? Remember when you uh, took um? I took Adderall, bro, and let me fucking tell you, that shit changed my life, dude. Elaborate. Anyways, long story short, I'm getting tested for ADHD because I've always thought I had ADHD, 
but it's just like when I went on Adderall I'm very much sure now and then I explained it to you too about what it like did to me and you were just like you might have it cuz like okay like the way she was talking before had a lot of like burst of energy with nowhere to go we psychologists that's all keep going okay. I don't like the silence <laughs> It was like burst of energy with nowhere to go, but then after she took it, she was like, like, calm. On God, like, I was just so chill. And not only that, like, I've always been a very, like, positive, um, optimistic person. Like, I've never had a problem with anyone. Like, I've never had, like, anger issues, this, that, and the third. Like, I've always just been this chill person. But then, like, for months, like, literally for months, I had, like, anger issues. <laughs> and, like, I didn't know why. And I, somebody. I was just angry at the world. Like, I felt like one of those niggas that post NBA young boy quotes. Like, I was just like, <laughs> why am I acting like this? And I don't know why. And it's just like, when I took it, like, I could finally understand myself low-key. It was like, my mind finally stopped going at a thousand miles per hour that I could finally explain to other people how I feel. When I first started taking my ADHD medicine, I remember, I, this is probably not how it works, but I tripped up on my words so much. Like I felt like, I have a very large vocabulary, or so I think, um, but I felt like I had like no vocabulary at all. Like I had to just go back to like basic simple words because I didn't know how to speak and in my brain I just internalized it as like they're telling me to slow down and you know what I stand by it what <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused too <laughs> like no like I just kept tripping up on my words because I was talking too fast and so I had to slow down and mm. so in my brain I think that was like the medication being like oh so the medication basically just told you to just please take a break yeah on god like that's the biggest way I could describe what I felt like when I was on Adderall it was like my mind was finally giving me a break so I could finally be able to do like basic things yo I just realized something after mm, well that's interesting because I usually not you know on medication when I'm sleeping but I've noticed that after I started taking my ADHD medicine my my dreams have become so much less vivid because like I was thinking I was like yeah I didn't even really get a break when I slept um, because God, I would just be like, like and like my mind has always been like that but like ever since august it reached a point where like literally i hated my mind so much and i wanted to turn it off like i would sleep all the time like it would be the point to the point where it's just like i would sleep and i just wouldn't do anything and like i was really lacking on school because it's just like when i sleep i don't have to think because <laughs> i would think too much and it was like tiring and it made me tired and I hated it and like when I was on Adderall like my mind just stopped going so I could do basic things like even when I tried to focus on one thing there would always be background noise in my head so it's just like um like like when I was coming down off of that shit and I told you like I feel numb but it's better than like feeling how I normally felt like sober it was because like my head hurted so much from the headache that it, at least I felt like shit enough to not think that's how much I hated how much and how fast my mind would go. Wow. Because it was like, this is, like, that come down was like my first actual break from my head in like eight months. 
You know the vibes. I knew that I was had ADHD because I read Percy Jackson, and in order to be a demigod, you had to have either ADHD or uh, what is it, dyslexia? I don't have dyslexia, but I remember he described ADHD so well that it felt more than like it felt more than a self-diagnosis. And like nine-year-old me was like, "Yup." <laughs> but my mom at the time was super against like putting me on drugs as a kid because she was I, I don't know why, but she just wasn't for it. And then Reasonable. I went on them when I was like 12, 14-ish. And she like looks back and she's like cried to me because she's like, oh, I wish I put you on them sooner. Because like it's really impacted my life in like a good way. How do you think, okay, what do you think would happen if you just never took it? Oh my God. Like I would definitely be failing school. 100%. On me, like um, I was really lacking behind in school first semester, like so bad. Like I'm low key exposing myself, but long story short, I failed all of my classes consecutively, all of them. And oh, like yeah, freshman year, I like failed almost all my classes, and they just passed me because I had a 504. Um, like and, pass fail, not even like wait, a D. You had a what? 504. I have an individual, like a learning plan. Oh okay. And like, I've always been like a person. Like the thing is. Like, I know about myself. I It's not like I'm dumb. You feel me? So, like, all of my teachers would literally, like, look at me and they'd be like, you're so capable, this, that, and mm-hmm. the third. Like, why don't you just try? Like, if you just that try, like, this, that, and the third. And it's just like, they started viewing me as lazy and I saw them giving up on me, this, that, and the third. And I didn't know why I just couldn't do it. And, like, whole time, bro, like, I would literally, like, sit myself up, like, sleep until, like, not sleep, but, like, um, be up until 6 a.m. like in front of a textbook in front of my homework in front of everything but it's just like my there's always background noise in my head and like I couldn't do it and I would be so frustrated with myself as to why I can do it and that's what would happen in like normal classes too and it's just like whole time I wasn't even lazy I wanted it just as bad as everyone else and every other teacher who wanted me to succeed but it's just like I just didn't know how to sort of because i was always skeptical of kids with adhd i was just like bro like just try like this that and the third like like you feel me but then like when i was on adderall and i could finally do something i was just like whoa this helps so much because this is the first time i've been able to do that in like months like i would be up crying because it's just like i can't focus on anything and i felt like so helpless it was sad not instagram but twitter her name is lexa wool with two underscores she's an actual historian so She's low-key a certified source. Just wanted Shouts to say that. Shouts out to the name. Shout out to Alexis Geo. Her last name is African and I'm white. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> anyways, she comments and she said, binge drinking excessively in our 20s is so normalized that we just let people walk around uh, being alcoholics and we never just ask if they're fine and why they're drinking so much. Drunkenness is part of American culture. I have thoughts, but I have a whole lot of thoughts because I've known about this tweet for like six months. So, bro, on me, if you drink a lot, you have some issues going on in your life. Because I've tasted it, and it tastes horrible. (laughs) Who puts themselves through it just because they like the feeling of being drunk? And if it's more than just, like, you know, like, every night, every weekend, this and the third, and you're young. But if it's, like... Often, you have internal issues that you're dealing with that you don't want to talk to anyone about. Because I never liked alcohol until I went through something and I liked the happiness I got from it. And that's what made me okay with the taste. Right there. Okay, okay. I hate drinking. That is... I don't do drugs or alcohol. I mean, aside from ADHD, but that's prescribed. 
I feel like that's that's a bad take because uh, you know why he'll take it. It's not for the taste. The taste is gross. I'm I'm thinking the reason I feel take it because when when you are intoxicated, let me take this goddamn mask off. But when you, when you future, when Sorry. you are intoxicated, I feel like you're a different person that you want to be. On God, did you go to the Culvers over on Snelling? Over no. over my side, over oh, actually no, okay. over her side, over yeah, her side. Yeah, yeah, the but, suburbs merch. Okay, but yeah, um. And it's a fear that they like themselves more when they're in that state of mind than when they are by themselves, when they're in their own moment, right? On God, because, like, I feel like everyone's gone through that stage where they were, like, kids and they just started drinking. They're like, oh, I want to be grown. And then they taste it and they're like, why? I'm You feel there. me? But then, like, literally, I, I only became okay with it when it's just, like, what I, the feeling I got from being drunk was a feeling that I never got when I was sober and I had gotten drunk before then and I was just like but it's just like substances substances weren't like something I was dependent on like I would like smoke a lot but it's like I just like the feeling of being high but ain't shit was finna change between when I was higher when I was sober and when I was drunk and when I was sober but then I started noticing that when I did that shit as soon as I got sober, the happiness I got from both of those things went away. And that's when I started to really, like, like, I never even liked drinking. Like, I started smoking and, like, I started drinking, but I never really liked drinking. Like, I literally would just avoid it at every single function, every party, this, and the third. Like, I would just always smoke because I just enjoyed being high more. And, like, I was at the stage where nothing really, like, um traumatizing or just like you know stuff that really affected my life happened so it was just like i was just an okay happy person so i would just use those things and like it would just enhance the feeling and enhance the moment you feel me but it's just like at the end of the day i was still myself but i was just high or i was just drunk but nothing was finna change when i was sober but then i reached a point in my life where when i would be high and i was drunk i had a happiness that i just never had when i was sober and that's when I started liking it more. And then when, that's when I started doing it way more often. So that's why I feel like people drink so much because they have something that they're not achieving in their sober lives that they want. Because, like, I just wanted to be happy again. And that's the only time I actually achieved that happiness that I felt when I was, like, normal and I was okay. And I had never gone through anything. See, I think that's, that's just the fear. That's, that's the fear of <laughs> not being able to get back to the level of like because people say you get um what's, what do people say when, when you drink you get courage liquid courage that's the yeah. thing yeah they get liquid courage they get things like that they feel they feel better in society but in reality you're kind of acting you look stupid yeah you're kind of acting a mess uh, messy mess mess your hair's uneven you look <laughs> dusted i mean it wasn't like i was out here like acting stupid this that and the third like even when i was drunk i would still be chill this that and the third like i was because i always find those people that don't know how to handle their liquor annoying so it could never be me like i could handle myself even if i'm drunk like i'd be around those people that be passing out being able barely able to walk drowning in their own vomit i'm just like bro you look gross like please go home i've never been that type of person but it's just like and it wasn't like i was out here doing things that i wouldn't do when i was sober like you know like that liquid courage thing like oh i like getting drunk because like it gives me this courage that i don't have it literally just made me feel whole again 
that sounds sad but like that's how it started to make me feel <laughs> nice my mom was telling me when after i went to my first high school party that um she she was telling me about a few of hers and like people like who were weird and drunk back in 70s 80s she said she had a friend who got really drunk threw up in her purse and then kept it pushing jehovah jehovah yes like god like god damn oh <laughs> i was just like are they at my door damn <laughs> um i mean i can't really say because i don't smoke or drink why I, do you think it's so normalized then i honestly just think that it's normalized because it's more so a part of american culture as a historical aspect are you whispering about me you hate me Continue. <laughs> you y'all sharing secrets. <laughs> he was gassing himself, and he said, "You see that transition?" Oh, well, now they know. God damn it! Okay, so <laughs> continue. <laughs> I just feel that it's a part of American culture as far as historically, because I mean, you can draw in the comparison of how drugs are compared to um, alcohol. I love that I blanked out on the topic of the discussion. Um, but like historically, like you see that alcohol was seen as profitable. Okay. And so you look and you see, I'm taking this mask off too. Um, it's getting sweaty. Um, you see like the whiskey rebellion. I don't, that was like 17 something something. Um, or the whiskey riots. It, it was either or I think it's the same thing. But that was essentially just, they raised the taxes on at the time called tariffs on whiskey and a bunch of farmers rioted because they were starting to go broke and this was happening in like the colonies or whatever and um then you also see like with the effects of prohibition um in the 1920s the problem is when they made alcohol illegal just like you see in pretty much every other scenario banning something doesn't make it go away unfortunately only just makes it more dangerous so that's when you started seeing the rise of um what was it called the mafia and you started seeing people like yeah like al capone and all that and also that's when it also did correlate with the time that the federal drug administration was um put into place and that whole thing where people's fingers were like in meat products and people were dying but along with that since there were no regulations on alcohol there could be like rat poison in it and people were dying from the alcohol because it was being illegally made and um to this day i mean you can't illegally make alcohol right um so yeah i just think that like if you look back in history it's not even like a today's type thing that people are obsessed with alcohol it's always been that way because it's been something historically that we've relied on for like profit or for a good time or for what have you i don't drink <laughs> huh okay so basically what i'm getting from what you said is the fact that they tried to ban it made it a ton worse yeah and then like to the point okay. where like they were like all right let me not ban it because every single time the for the whiskey rides they lowered the tariffs on it i'm pretty sure for prohibition that shit didn't last long they just knocked that shit back down because people were so pressed about it but like let me collect my thoughts before i do the comparison to that, drugs but I, like actually 
no like because like also i feel like it's a little bit more like alcohol is glamorized more too like if you look back in like old hollywood movies and even today like it's so normal like alcohol is so normalized but like in comparison drugs aren't you can see alcohol way more prevalently in movies than you see somebody you know smoking a blunt or something like that you know and with my comparison of old or like in like old hollywood it was almost kind of like an asset type thing or something that added to almost like your outfit or to your um to your physical appearance if you're if holding you're like, like a cigarette or yeah something. or like a red wine in your yeah, hand yeah. or something just like think of like kind of like the classy um idealization of like marilyn monroe and her type movies okay there's gonna be like alcohol involved and so i think there's also just like this glamorization of alcohol where it's like it's what i want to achieve like having that is what i want to achieve it's a status on me and it's also like yeah it's also like a status because you see like those white women in marshalls like rocking like the yoga time wine time like mugs wow i feel like white people it's so much in their culture that their kids drink way earlier than they really sh of course it's earlier than they should be but like way earlier and they don't know why they're doing it i mean i i, I don't oh like god like white people are the only people on only race of people that i've met where it's just like they don't gotta sneak around their parents to drink i've met like multiple white people where it's just like their parents were just okay with them drinking and it's just like you know what my parents are pinoy like i'm half filipino and it's just like i get it because like at age like 15 my mom was okay with it but like them hoes be 12. <laughs> <laughs> my parents would never like again i don't drink but i know that if i were to be they wouldn't be cool with it but because i'm honest with the fact that they don't drink that i don't drink i can have open conversations with them about it and um but even my um my parents at a young age and even my godmother who lived across the street right there until she um, moved to texas and then she passed away um but they would let me try like wine and like beer and etc cetera, etc cetera, at a young age because they were like we want you to know what this tastes like so this doesn't seem like something that you don't know about and it's gonna make the desire or it's stronger because you don't know what it tastes like. So to this day, they'll be like, oh, do you want a sip to just to try it? And I'm like, sure. And I still oh, hate me. it. Like, I remember the first time I got drunk was when I was 13 at my cousin's um, 18th birthday. And in Filipino culture, that's like a big thing. Like when you turn 18, you basically have a sweet 16, but like your 18th birthday version. And like, you know how like everybody has that one cool uncle my one cool uncle gave me a bottle and I said, bet. <laughs> and so I got drunk and that literally after that, I was just like, okay, so like it tasted horrible and the hungover and the hangover was trash. Like what did I, what do adults do this for? And I never got drunk again until I got sad. <laughs> like whole time, like the only reason why I even did it when I was a kid was just because I wanted to see what it was like. Cause like I would always see it in movies. It would be in everything i would watch it would be like kids just like drinking i wanted to feel grown i was just like bro they look like they're having so much fun and i tried it and i was just like this tastes like booty <laughs> like being drunk is like being sober except you can't walk you just you feel warm like what is this i think also to go back to the point of like um the glamorization of drugs and or not drugs but of alcohol uh 
like I said, in comparison to drugs, I'm not as composed as I could be right now because this is impromptu. Um, impromptu. Good English. Continue. I know. Period. Um, but like with the historical influx of it, like I stated through examples of uh, the Whiskey Rebellion, Whiskey Riots, and also Prohibition, you don't see the same destigmatizations of that against like drugs and such because you see um, same stigmatizations of drugs in comparison because um, any drugs or laws that were made against, uh, on drugs were usually against them and have never been removed. The first um, drugs that were implemented, or the first um, like ban weed <laughs> drugs in America uh, were specifically targeted at um, Latinx people, specifically Mexicans, and the first um, cocaine. Um, oh, I think I might even know the name of it, but I can't war remember right now. Um, Are you you're talking about the war on drugs, right? No, there's actually an earlier one because initially what happened was. Um, Cocaine comes from Latin America, right from the coca plant, uh, okay. which is found in the Andes Mountains. And essentially, it's always pretty much been for religious and medicinal purposes. Um, but then with European colonization, uh, with Latin America, which includes the Caribbean, um, they got on the medicinal thing to, uh, as well. And so they were using it to aid toothaches and etc. And that's why you see um, Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Um, up until I want to say actually like the very beginning of the 1900s like it could have been like 1906 or something okay. um, and they would give that to babies who were teething they would give like straight up like cocaine to babies who were teething because it was used medicinally and they didn't understand the side effects now an interesting tidbit is um, coca-cola was not allowed that Jim Crow was in place um, and coca-cola was not sold in um, black vending machines it was only sold in white vending machines because it was seen as like a higher quality drink per okay. se but then um essentially the war on drugs started a little bit earlier and you know just has its rises and its dips or whatever whatever you get it and um the first cocaine uh like little banning law was specifically targeted at black people and then you start to see that resurface in the night around 1972 with uh richard nixon and then the war on drugs pretty much become coming into full effect around 1984 ish but um yeah so the first um what was yeah the first um weed uh laws were targeted towards Mexican people, the first cocaine and heroin ones were targeted towards black people, the first codeine ones were targeted towards Chinese people. Um, pretty Why? much. Um, well, the whole, like, I don't remember too much about it because I learned about it about, like, four years ago, but the whole, like, codeine problem that was happening in China that was mainly um, because of influence because of Europe, like, Europe pretty much got them, like, addicted to it. I don't know the whole thing about it, but it was just a huge trading port, and then they were like, hey, we can get these people addicted, so they did because they're clowns. Um, uh, the European government was that way too, uh, Chinese government per se. Um, but um, yeah, so I feel like that's part of it as well. There's like this glamorization on it. And then like, yes, we could get into like the whole like war on drugs, but I mean, I don't, I don't know the comparison of that to al like alcohol rates or something significantly lower, but I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the statistics on it, baby. Uh, ah, shit. There's something about 
Stop there. <laughs> they can know it's your birthday. We'll I know you're recording cake. right now. We'll get the cake, please. <laughs> 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 ah, Put no. it on that one. <laughs> You don't even have to use one of your places. Put it on that one. It's right there. <laughs> where do we leave off? The cake. That's where we left off. I do have plastic forks. Go get these. Oh, just, I'll make just... y'all a teeny slice. Out here objectifying me. Nobody is objectifying you. Who said we wanted you? <laughs> Meanwhile, I was staring at this bus. as he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it has a nice butt. Uh, we're not giving this topic justice enough. Nah, we said impromptu and I said, let's get into something Y'all like serious. Mexican food, let me know. Because ain't that shit bomb? That shit is nasty as fuck. That shit is, no, it's not. It's bomb. Um, as y'all can see, this episode is going to be like, um, very uncoherent. Uh, not watched? Very... Huh? It's not going to be watched. It's like a big freestyle. You heard yeah, me. There's some there's some deep stuff, and then there's some off the wall this, stuff. This, that, and the third. We're just talking off shit. Off the wall? That's shit. a good Michael Jackson album. Yeah. Oh, y'all know that? Hey, did y'all do the... What's that shit called? Um, four albums, no skip? Yeah. What's what's y'all four albums, not, um, no skip? No Hux Ludfo. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? Number one, no hooks, let foe. I'ma just say it. Number two is to pimp a butterfly. Butterfly. No, no, no. I don't think that was in it. I think number that two. That was such a wow. That should be top four. It's I think like, number two like maybe like was top section seven. eight. Section eight. Kendrick yeah. Lamar. Number three for me was I forgot what number three was, but I know for sure number four was acid rap. Chance. Yup. And then number three. I don't want to hear no chance hate. There, there will be, Sorry, there, I'm keeping it in. There's no chance, chance, just slaughtering. There's no. I used I'm to like say him, but it. Now like it's number just... three for me was would be get well foe, blood foe. <laughs> <laughs> he got in a car accident, and then he made an album about it. So did Kanye. Kanye's so such a goaty goat goat. Oh my god. You know who's a goat? His new stuff be weird. Blood foe. Kanye's new stuff, he'd be like, yellow, bellow, mellow, and I'm like, capping. I'm like, cute, but You're his capping. new stuff was cute, <laughs> like, stuff pre er, pre graduation. I'm like, eh. ooh. Did you wait? Hold on, hold on. Oh, but my beautiful dark twisted fantasy I, was good. If I oh, were oh. to take out Get Well Foe, I would put in 1992 Deluxe by Princess Nokia. That's been my favorite album by a female artist since the eighth grade. Princess Nokia gives me bad vibes though. Why? Cause like that one time, like she was, like she made a song about like uh, Afros or whatever, and then the line sounded really similar. Like the um, melody sounded really similar to Ariana Grande's. Um, I don't know what song by Ariana Grande, but the one that the lip gloss is popping one. Oh. Um. Uh, like it, I want it. I got it. Yeah. That oh, one. oh, I remember that. Like, does this sound familiar to you? Because this sounds real familiar to me. I'ma just say it, cause <laughs> and on... then like it turned out that they just had like the reason why it was familiar is because she like sold the beat to her. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember that, cause Princess like, Nokia her did. on 1992 Deluxe, one of my favorite songs is mine, and she's talking about um 
uh, women of color, specifically black and brown women's hair. Mm-hmm. And um, the chorus is like, it's mine, I bought it. It's mine, I bought it. It's mine, I bought it. And then uh, she... Um, you sound like it. And then, and then like, Ariana's the was like, I see it, I want it, I like it, I bought it. And wow. then Princess Nokia was just like, does this sound familiar? And I ain't even gonna lie, I stand Princess Nokia. Like, literally, I have such a connection to her as an artist. But it's just like, even when I saw that, I was just like, Princess Nokia girl, Destiny girl, that's Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can only say that to a person less of your fame. Like, you know, you famous, you not Ariana famous, baby. Be happy she even copied you. Uh, and then uh. they just had like the same writer and producer or something, and then like she just like didn't have copyright on it, so it's like play yourself. Oh, also my albums, thank you. Um, it was hard because like definitely wanted to put like Michael Jackson and shit on it, but um, I put uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. I put B-Day by Beyonce, but specifically the deluxe version. Um, I also put Something to Feel by Mac Ayers, who is incredibly underrated. People don't know about Mac Ayers, but he slaps. I genuinely listen to, or I generally listen to, like, predominantly, like, black musicians or more so people of color, and he's, like, one of the only, like, white musicians I listen to. And it just so happens to be that way, but I'm like, damn, he really that bitch. Um, and then the last one I put was, um, I put Amy Winehouse. Oh, she's white, though. Um, I put Amy Winehouse's Back to Black, but I almost put it for um, Childish Gambino's because the internet is that. I always want to just say it's 2005, but it's been a minute. Um, yeah, 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 because of the internet. That's what it's called. I just remembered, because remember when I was like explaining the four, and I was just like, I don't even remember what my third album was so i'm gonna just make up some shit and i said get well foe but then i said 1992 deluxe i remember what it was originally it was not an album but it was a mixtape it was the kids mixtape by mac miller oh my god bro art king art i love mac miller that's the only white rapper that i actually like i feel like that's a collective thing i saw that before he died like way back in like 2016 where some like person on twitter um specifically on black twitter was like Mac Miller is, like, collectively the only, like, white rapper that black people fuck with. On God. Like, yeah. no, because, I mean, they'll be, like, but as a collective group where yeah, everybody like, will agree, because people will be like, girl, I don't know who's standing Macklemore, but if they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then there'll be some black people who, like, ride for Eminem, but it's not a collective thing. That's fair. That's fair. But versus Mac Miller, like, it's a collective thing where everybody's like, yeah. On God, like, I love Mac Miller. Like that's the only artist ever that I've ever had like an emotional connection to cuz like it's I never under- moon. I never understood people who cried over artists' death. Like when um Prince died, I was in the middle of band class and then my music teacher was like um crying and she was just like he made such an impact towards music. I know this is a sad day for all of us as musicians and I raised my hand. And I was just like why are you crying? You don't even know him. And then she was just like why are you being so rude? <laughs> and I was just like you're literally crying over a man you've never met. Like his music was good and so and so and then she and then she was just like leave my office so I never really understood that. I miss and, him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today. I was listening to um what is it? It's gonna be lonely, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that G chord hit real hard in the beginning." Wow. Or like when you were like 
when Pop Smoke died, when you were like, yeah, I was sad. I never Bro. understood I feel like that. People, I feel like people... I never understood that. Sorry to interrupt. I feel like people, like, specifically Nipsey and Pop Smoke, they were just really underground until they died, and then everybody was like, yo, I loved him. And, like, I think they genuinely loved them, but they never spoke about how they loved him until he died. And I was just like, huh. Okay, that's... That's a bad take. Oh, uh, for Nip, it wasn't really music. It wasn't really... It was, yeah, it was more of, like, a cultural, sociological thing. Like, how yeah. he was helping out. Which I respect. Mad respect for him. Yeah, it's more of the shit that he did, not mm-hmm. his music he made. Because, in my opinion, he made terrible music. But, <laughs> On know, God, that's... I tried listening to him, and I was just like, so this the legend everybody <laughs> in Crenshaw talking about? Sad. But Pop Smoke is hot. That I never understood was... that. Like, I he made good music, like, good enough, feel me? Because I don't think good his music enough? was... It was good enough. Like, really, like, it was good enough like okay like he went away that woo like okay grr like <laughs> oh god like okay so i i never really understood that until i started listening to mac miller and then i created an emotional connection towards him it's just like i get why people are sad over artists because you know that shit rarely happens and that's only happened once in my life with mac so i understand now that's basically what i was trying to get at growth growth but growth. for real i never really understood that 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 literally fat what is the word fathom yeah that, that fathomed me how people would be genuinely sad when these artists would die and it's just like they've never done anything to help your life it's just a song don't think about it too much you're capping you're capping wow you're capping hard okay what? It's hard for me to make emotional connections towards anything, but I finally did, and I understand it. But I, it, it always fathomed me until I started listening to Mac Miller, because it's just like, what, what have they really done in your life to, to, for you to be this distraught over their death? Okay, because they didn't know who you were. Describe the feeling you got when Mac, when Mac died. Like, the, when you're listening to his music, describe that feeling you gained. I was on the green line. I just want to say that. I was mm. on the green line. I was going to downtown here's, Minneapolis. So, what's that, eastbound? Yep. Here's my thing. When Mac Miller died, I never really listened to him. I listened to him, like, after he died. And it's just, like, I started listening to his music. And I just felt this, like, instant feeling where it was, like, it was much more than music for me. And it was sort of, like this dude really be understanding me this that and the third and it's like to the point where it's just like i genuinely miss him as a person like, i felt so gay like it was just like i miss this nigga like listening to this album, i was just like i miss him and like when i would listen to like his the kids mixtape and then on spins like there is this one part where he was just like because that was one of the first mixtapes he ever released fresh out of high school and he was just like he literally said he was just like um one of the lines were like, oh, yeah, I just graduated high school. Aha! And I was just like, you're dead now. And then I literally cried. He was really good at piano. Like, if you look up Mac, Mac Miller playing piano, like, he was really good at jazz and blues piano. Like, he was killing it. And I think about that a lot. Like, it's just, like, the person and the energy that radiates from his music and sort of the person he was. Like, it wasn't even, like, I paid attention to him as a person or, like, what he was about, but... I could feel his energy radiate from his music and it's like it's it sounds so crazy but it's like it's literally like I just from your music alone I know the type of person you are and it's like it's like we had this connection on earth even though we never even knew each other so like now I understand why people be crying over these celebrities death but before all of that fathomed me because I could barely be 
I don't even have an emotional connection with my mom, let alone any celebrity. So it's just like, why are y'all crying? Like when my teacher cried over Prince, I was just like, are, what's wrong with you? Okay, so now that you've been through the thing with Meg, mm -hmm. do you do you understand at least? Yeah, I understand. He's really Capricorn dominant. What? Mac Miller, his birth chart. I'm looking at it right now because I know he's a Cancer Moon, but he's a Cancer. He's a Capricorn Sun, Capricorn Mercury, Mars, uh, Uranus, Neptune, North Node. Am I skipping it? Y'all don't care. Did I say Mars? <laughs> like oh god like even if i were to just look at mac miller's face it would make me happy like it would not just make me happy but it would he make me like feel dog, warm on like the a blood inside the ones with the the long ears and the droopy mouth cute looks slow no dogs are cute <laughs> like mac miller ugly but it's just like the his energy radiates like you could like he just had such a warm presence and it's just like i really fucked with it and it's just like even like I for the first time and listening to him in for a year now I watched like an interview of him for the first time ever in my life yesterday and like just the way he acted it was just like I could tell you were a very beautiful person this that, and the third and I would have really liked you and like it really makes me sad when I think of how I'll never get to see him perform live and it's just like I've never felt that way about any artist like I've liked artists but it's just like never to the point where it's just like I really want to see them live but he's the only artist where it's just like I really need to see you in person like I feel this like connection bro and so I understand okay good good because I thought I felt like I thought that you didn't understand how someone could ever feel like such a connection to someone's music like um I heard this one comedian they said um the songs you'll the first song that you'll truly love is the first song you get laid to and that shit made me die that shit's hilarious but that's not true i don't like a lot of songs that much because i got laid to silence and that's my virginity to silence bro no i was probably listening to like the wheels on the bus go round and round well like you love songs as a kid but i said late wow no but that, i'm saying i'm not listening to that oh so you're just you're just running songs in your head Huh? You're running the song in your head? Or do you play that song no, while I'm you're- No, I'm saying, why would I play that song? So the first song I ever loved is not- It's, 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 a, jo it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> you know what? You ruin things. But, um, for me, I'd say, ooh, four, four albums. I could just listen through it straight, no skips. Believe it or not, that eternal tank. Oh bitch. my god, oh bro. My Most god. overrated album. That shit was trash. I don't know why it had that hype. Like, that shit was literally hot garbage. Like, nobody. Oh, bro. Lil Uzi. Hold on. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me. Okay, so the first, the first song of the album. Garbage. Just like the others. Just, Just like the others. Let me Sorry. finish my train of thought. So, like, the first, the first song of the album. Baby Pluto, right? Who? That's because that's his nickname. He's Baby Pluto. No, he he, he, he that bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. He's so cute. Like he's little like Uzi is adorable. Everywhere. Yes, he's so cute. He's, he's so, so adorable, happy. but I will not uh, give so credit happy. to where it's not due. That album was garbage. Hot garbage. Why? On God, it was I listened hot to half of it and then I uh, was too distracted. So you, exactly, it's not even good Uzi? enough Wait, for you. Do, you. do you listen to Uzi though? Do you like his music? I mean, like, I, I, 
2016 Uzi is the only one I like. Okay. I stopped listening after 2016. Then the album wasn't for you, then. Do I not know how to spell eternal? Then the album was not for you. But, for the people who the album was for, that bitch hit. Because, what you see you him? see the way he evolves, right? So, first he's doing his, his own basic, like the basic 2016 type flow. Like oh the, my god, I didn't even get halfway through, I only got into three songs. Exactly, it's not just, good hey, enough. Was, was the song you stopped at pop? Uh, yeah, because the last yeah. one I have is saved is Silly Watch. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't sorry. remember how it goes though, so sorry. Yeah, fair enough. But um, back to what I'm saying. So the album starts off the way he raps is, I feel like the message he was trying to give off from the album of Eternal to Take was. So basically, he's stuck in a rut, making being forced to make the same type of songs over and over and over again because that's what sells, that's what hits, that's what does all that shit. That's the, that's what the mainstream wants. That's what. His company wants because they make money off it mm-hmm. and then he starts transitioning into other types of music like um fuck what's there's a song there's a song where he goes and then he adds like a choir he starts having um i love a good choir oh god it's i, I love church i don't know fuck what <laughs> album what song is that um celebration station i think maybe not it's around that area, like halfway through. He starts, he switches up the type of energy he brings into it. So, he's advancing through his... Do you his... want a revolution? Woo, woo! That's a do you want... <laughs> and I will applaud him for evolving. I love seeing an artist evolve. But if it's like, if I don't fuck with how you evolving, I'm not going to partake. That's fair. Um, one part I did like, the allegory. Um, on the music video for Prices... He starts. Wait! Oh my God! Look at you! Big words from our last, from our last little uh, podcast allegory. I knew the word. Okay. Yeah, you taught me allegory. Yeah. Um. Eh. Oh, by the way, this is Leela and that's Greta. If you can't tell their Hey-o. voices, if you if you stayed this far, mwah, love you. But yeah. Um. Hi. <laughs> it's an allegory for him. At work, basically, at like a basic nine to five cubicle. That literally, literally, he's he's in a cubicle, and he feels like the thing I loved now turned into a nine to five, and he hates it. That's when the song Prices goes. Ah, oh, it's immaculate. Ah, oh, then it's ah. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's a callback to the to the song to the song by Travis Scott way back. Dunna. Y'all don't like Travis Scott? Um, I, 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 fucked with, I don't um, like really like Maria. Let's get drunk. That's it. Wow. That's it. I'm sorry. So here is sad. So wait, here hold is on. Sad. I, what was Birds? Birds in the Night? What, what was no, that album? No, uh, yeah, Birds in the Night. The, the song Birds was... in the Trap sing McKnight. Um, that album was cute, but I've actually not listened to Travis Scott past that. Ah, uh, fair enough. Well, Pick up the phone is fierce. That's fair. Uh, the song way back, and that shit makes it an instant classic. Such a beautiful song. But yeah, um, that's why I like. That's why I'll put Eternal to Take on one of my four that I can't skip. I don't skip. Oh any wait, of the no, songs. that's a lie. Uh, actually, no. I was. I, I listened to the um, Huncho Jack Jack Huncho thing, and he he that was like that shit was trash to me. But you know what? That's that's for another day. Modern slavery. Uh, modern slavery and black and Chinese are cute. 
Fair enough. Um, my second one, um, I'll probably put either Yeezus or Yeezus. Yeah, Yeezus hit. Unpopular opinion, Yeezus hit. Oh my God, black skinhead. Um, is that a slur? No, but it's okay, it's cool. one of those. It's black skinhead, and then there's like because it doesn't feel right for me to say, so I want. Please to don't say it. But I um either that album or um what's the one with all his families out? Huh? Like the cover is like him and like a bunch of black people. I think there's like his family. Huh? No, there's there's that's there's just. Wait, are, are we still talking about Kanye? Yeah. Because it goes the life of Pablo. Li- and the- life of Pablo. That's what I'm thinking of. But there's no family on it. It's it's for there's a. Uh... Are you talking about the still where it was like him and Rihanna like laying next to each other uh, no. naked and there's like Chris Brown and Taylor Swift and no. Amber Rose and they were that's like, just hilarious. Naked in the bed? That's just hilarious. But I'll I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, life of Pablo, eternal to take. Um. Lil Wayne, no ceilings. Oldie but a goodie. That shit was beautiful. Oh. And then when he free, when Lil Wayne's freestyle to like all the big songs out in like 2016, he made like an album off all the big songs and he just like remixed it and he just bars, just bars. Just, oh my God, I enjoyed myself. And yeah, I need to stop listening to Just Rap. I, I Listen, I made this bitch a playlist I'm gonna get into it. He said, "Make me a playlist." I said, "Okay." He told Leela that I made him a playlist, but made it sound like I made a playlist for him, like without him asking. I don't do that unless <laughs> I really like you. On God, like literally, like you literally made it sound like Shorty made you a playlist, just like randomly. It was just like, "Here, listen to this playlist," because I wanted you to listen to the songs. And that's when I told you, I was just like, "Oh, Shorty likes you. She really doesn't do that for nobody." But then- I don't do that for nobody. <laughs> Let's, okay, so wait, the, wait, I am not. Here's fancy. the thing about you: if you be making stuff sound like it works out in your favor, but you be initiating shit. That's what I noticed. I made this playlist for him, and he kept bugging me about it. I was like, "All right, I'll do it." He said, "Thanks." Two days late, boy. It was twenty three hours. <laughs> twenty three hours. I made this, and meanwhile, I mean, I listen to like rap and stuff, but like not as hard as i used to i'm mainly more of like an r&b like soul type person like i listen to what your auntie listens to dead ass and so he was like this shit's trash i'll like tiana taylor i never said it was trash i said this album i can't use it yeah he was like i can't he was like what am, am i supposed to fall asleep to this and i was like he was like you do things to this like homework i'm like yes i listen to like What's my goal? I listen to Faith Evans while I'm doing homework. And he's like, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, I made you a playlist and I was being nice and now you're mad. And what, what are all you these said? aggressive words? He ma- I made him a playlist and now he's mad. And then also he liked I Write Sins Not Tragedies. So I put a bunch of Panic at the Disco and like My Chemical Romance on there. And he still hasn't listened to it yet. 
I have. And I've even put a couple Sleeping With Siren songs on there because I... <gasps> Paris, let me tell you, I went through an emo phase. So if you want to talk about emo music, I got you. Because from seventh grade to maybe the first month of freshman year, believe me, I didn't know how to do my eyebrows, but I was rocking black lipstick, the same choker that I got from Hot Topic, the same Kick Me Sleeping With Siren shirt because I didn't know whether I wanted to be Kellen Quinn or fuck Kellen Quinn. Believe me, I was She's on that so shit. beautiful. Ooh, ooh, let me tell you, that was my little middle school husband. Like, like you don't understand. Like, she said, go, go, go. I don't want to take it slow. It's, there's plenty of times for us to finally get it right. So why don't we crash and burn to nur, 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 nur. That sounds oddly familiar. It's probably on the playlist. <laughs> okay, what was I finna say? Okay, um... If you can't hang, baby, there's the door. I don't want to take your precious time. What? Because you're such a pretty, 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 pretty face. What do my neighbors think? But you turn into a pretty big waste of my time. What? Wow. That looked like an R&B video poem in the 1990s. She better be like dancing in the rain and slapping the ground. For real. As a, as a, like slapping the rain. The real whole like, time, the lead singer is like screaming the shit, or he's just like, ah! You don't understand, like, I was never allowed to go to Warp Tour, but believe me, I was about it. Like, because was, your mother loved you. <laughs> I wanted to go to Warp. I would, like, I would, like, mosh in my room, talk about some, the first song that ever got me into Sleeping With Sirens and Kellen Quinn was, um, the the Veil King one. For A Day. Yeah. You show me from another Oh, God. Fucking, I remember, ooh, I was so emo. I sang, I sang Bulls in Bronx for the <gasps> middle school, um, middle school talent show. Y'all understand. I was bout it. These bitches claim to be quirky, talking about some I went through an emo face, this, that, and the third. I am the queen of that, so I can sniff a fake. I All mainly went through emo pops. I mainly went through emo pops. So you listen to one Pierce the Veil song instead. I went through an emo face. I was obsessed, okay? I <laughs> y'all. I mainly went through emo pop, so... I thank thank all my viewers. Thank y'all for watching. Thanks for wishing me happy birthday. Um, things, music, fun times. I love that the sound is gonna get progressively closer. Yeah.